0: I, we start, as we always do, by bringing uh, grace and peace to you. I'm going to tell you to, to go ahead and get your device or find in Scripture, uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. And we are in the series called In His Presence. Uh, you're probably going to find that um, we don't have real, really any sequence to this at all. Uh, meaning I'm gonna start in the Old Testament, move it through the New Testament. We're, we're really picking and choosing uh, just the challenge of being in his presence. And with uh, the pandemic we're in, the crisis we're in, uh, I know there's been the urgency of you to be in prayer more, which is really the picture of being in his presence. So last Sunday, we handled a verse out of the 23rd Psalm, and that verse highlighted the valley of the shadow of death, and we emphasized, you are with me, Uh, he is with us. And right now in everything we're going through, I think the In His Presence series has been timely. I do believe the Lord's given it to me. I follow lots of different people on Twitter, and I'm hearing them speak of the same language, meaning get along with the Lord, turn off the television, get away from the news, uh, give yourself a break from that, and I'm just hearing that over and over and over again. So I want to to give you the challenge that we said in one of our first sermons about this series, and that is occasionally we're gonna visit the life of Jesus, and the question that I pose to you then is if Jesus, if Jesus needed to be alone with the father, then what does that say about, about us, about you and me? So I want to get you in this verse. I want to read it to you in uh, Luke chapter five, verses 15 and 16. It said, but the news about him spread even more and large crowds would gather together to hear him and be healed and they would be healed of their sicknesses. Yet he often withdrew to deserted places, and he prayed. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the call you've placed on my life, the call to preach the good news and the challenge of the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that it is possible that we can live a kingdom life in this world only with and through you. So help me to be a plain preacher, Lord, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit if you give me a word of knowledge to speak to a person. I'm gonna rest that you know the timing of that person watching, uh, not only when they're watching, where they're watching it from, how they're watching it. I'm gonna trust you and your sovereignty, your providence, that if you give it to me, when I do speak it, it will land to where it needs to go. Uh, and if you give it to me, Lord, I want to, uh, I want to, I want to be obedient to give it. And then, Lord, remind me that as a teacher of Your Word, a preacher, I'm under a great and a more strict judgment than anyone. And I accept my place in rightly dividing Your Word. It's in the name of Jesus. I pray His name that I preach. Amen. I want to bring. Um, some backup to what I'm going to be handling today. I'm going to be in Luke a lot and in Matthew a lot. But I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at this from the whole context of Luke, even though I'm not going to give you a bunch of verses. But I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Mark right now, uh, and then in a little bit later to Matthew, just to give you uh, some support to what I'm telling you about that's in the Gospels. I want you to look at Mark chapter one, verses 35 through 37. And I want to read it to you. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, meaning Jesus, he got up, went out, made his way to a deserted place. And he was praying there. Simon and his companions were searching for him. They found him and they said to him, everyone is looking for you meaning that there is a crowd. Uh, I want to uh, give you reassurance that you're going to find this all through the Gospels. So that when you read the Gospels, uh, really take note that Jesus is getting away from the people and he is going to spend time with the Father. I want you to see that. And I also want you to know how uh, this is going to seem like I'm checking things off for us when we pray or when we're alone, but he, he's going to be with the Father. You can go and look at Matthew 6, 6. It says the Father, it, goes, it tells you to go off and pray in secret, and the Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Then you can go three more verses down where the Lord is teaching them to pray, and he, he begins the prayer, our Father who is in heaven. So I want you to see that he goes off to be with the Father. More support to that is John five nineteen. In John five nineteen, he he says, I, I know that the Father is working and that I do whatever I see the Father doing. So you need to know that Jesus is not just out skipping stones across the water. You need to know that Jesus is about his business. And he has to get away and spend time with the Father, so Jesus is just not going and doing whatever, and he's just not going and doing whatever wherever there is a kingdom strategy that I believe he is spending time with the Father to figure it out what it is he should be doing um, and let me let me tell you that when he's called away. It's called solitary prayer. Uh, we're going to solitary prayer. Uh, does, d- does the Lord speak of public prayer? He does, but not very favorably. Does it mean that it's wrong? Public prayer is wrong, it doesn't. It just means that a lot of times it can be misused. We show off, we show out, uh, we pay attention or call attention to ourselves. That's why you're going to see Jesus going alone to pray. And then he even tells us to go to our secret place, our closet, and spend time. And again, the emphasis is with the Father. So when Jesus is praying, what do you think he's praying? Have you ever asked that question? Well, one of the guides you can use is John 17. John 17 is a complete chapter of prayer. He prays for himself. He prays for the disciples. He's prayed for those who are yet to believe him and to believe in him. Uh, You you can see bits and pieces of what he is praying. But I want to remind you here um, that he's not asking the Lord to forgive him of of his sins. He knew no sin. He's not coming for cleansing or confession uh, he's not even asking for mercy, but I can see him asking for strength and, and decisions and even the strategy of the kingdom. And my point that I'm trying to make again is if Jesus himself needed to spend time with the Father, then you and I need to spend time with the Father. It's really the, the whole picture behind the series in his presence. So let's look at the setting in Luke, chapter five, verse 15 and 16. I've already read it to you. And I wanna take Luke from the beginning to now to this point. You've had Jesus' baptism. And by the way, I'm gonna challenge you. Do you know he prays at his baptism? Uh, we read about his baptism, uh, and, but it said Jesus prayed and the Holy Spirit responded. Uh, we've got him going through the temptation from Satan We've got pictures of his ministry. We have healings in his ministry. We've got him preaching the kingdom. We've got him picking disciples. We've got him healing a leper. And that leads up to the verse where we are right now. He goes off from the crowds and he prays. And then we, we go on. We've got the paralyzed man whose friends let him down through the roof. And then we go on to choosing more disciples. Why did I give that to you? I gave that to you so that you would see the timing of all this. Jesus is praying right when there are pressing times coming on. Uh, It's it's not just going to pray, even though he does that. It's at crucial times, pressing moments uh, from baptism all the way to the paralyzed man through the roof, you're gonna find that he's taking crucial moments in going away and he's praying. The positioning, and I don't mean on your knees, I mean the positioning of life, of where he is in life is very, very important. And I want you to go back to the Luke five fifteen and 16. I want you to look at verse 16. And we, we know that this is a regular practice for Jesus. I've already mentioned it in Mark. We've talked about it in Matthew. We're bringing it in John, uh, back to Luke. And then in verse 16, it is a regular practice because Luke uses the word often. In verse 16, yet he often withdrew. And the word withdrew means he slipped away. Do you get that picture? He slipped away like, I'm, I'm going to sneak away unnoticed so that nobody else will follow me. I'm, I'm going to get away, he didn't have the TV obviously, or an iPhone, or an Android, or whatever you have. Uh, he, he, he was slipping away from the crowds because if the crowds had seen him, they would have absolutely followed him because everywhere he was going, uh, there were major crowds. And where did he go? He went to a deserted place which means he went to places where people weren't. I mean, basically all of Israel, you don't have to walk very far to find sand and rock. Uh, But the point is, he's getting away from where people are, not necessarily just a desert when it comes to sand and rock and no vegetation. He's saying he's getting away from where people are. He's getting away from the large crowds. And this is gonna be very important in a moment in the sermon and it's called solitary prayer. The larger the crowd, the more solitary prayer. If you'll read the gospels, you will pick up on that. In other words, the more popular you become, the more of a praying person you become. Now how's that fit in our society? How's that fit in our culture? Uh, It's the more branded or marketed you become, can give a picture of the, the least amount of time we spend with the Father. But in the picture of Jesus, the more popular he became, the more time he spent with the Father. It becomes a picture that we're able to see. So don't, he didn't give in to the supply and the demand of people. He didn't give in to that, uh, to their busyness or even his. And he, he didn't let crowds lead him. He let the Father lead him. There are two people that I read uh, about um, this passage in Luke. Actually, I read a lot of people, uh, but uh, two that I want to bring to you. And it's, it's with Luke, the writer of Luke, and then also the book of Acts. Uh, Luke would be volume one, the book of Acts would be volume two. And I want to bring out two people that I've read and some things that I thought were interesting that matches what we've already handled about Jesus leaving the crowds and finding a solitary place to meet with the Father. One of the guys that I read, his name is G.R. Bliss. And G.R. Bliss says that Luke brings out the prayer life of Jesus. There are nine different Places in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, where Jesus engages in a time of solitary prayer. Bliss points out that they all occur at important occasions. Remember I said earlier, pressing times, critical, crucial times in the life and the work of Jesus. When, When times are pressing, and, and there's all kinds of responsibility on us, even decision-making, we, we're finding out that's when we need to go. That, that could almost be an alarm to us. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a physical, literal alarm that you said, that when times are pressing and they're difficult and big decisions have gotta be made concerning you or anyone else. I mean, for example, uh, I've been praying for a long time for the Lord to navigate our church through a shifting culture. It just doesn't match, and this was before COVID nineteen. Let me ask you: Have I upped that prayer? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we were just discussing earlier. Let just me. We're we're, we're going to look to go to three services on the twenty fourth, and so we can space people out and. And I'm gonna to have to remind you, you're gonna say, well, when are we going back to nine and 11? And I'm gonna say nine and 11 may never happen again, coming at nine or 11. It may be three or four services for us in the future. And still videoing and filming on top of that. Who knows? I mean, I my navigation prayer has just gone to another level. Well, when are we going to go back to this? Or when we, we may never go back to the schedules we had. I mean, I'm talking about schedules with Hope Church. Even your own personal schedules. Uh, these are pressing times. Where do I need to go? I need to go and be alone with the Father. Uh, if Jesus had to do that to navigate kingdom strategy, where he was to go and what he was to do, then again, it just becomes a dot, dot, dot and a question mark. Of course, we need to do exactly the same thing. So here's another question I wanna pose you from this. Luke was a doctor, he was a physician. Could it be that he's pointing out that prayer in, in the prayer life of Jesus because he knows that prayer life and time with the Father takes care of our soul in our mind and our body? Could could it be that, because there are things that Luke keys in on in his gospel and the book of Acts. And I think he keys in on them because he's a physician. He sees things from another angle. Could it be that Luke is emphasizing all these nine different times in the book of I mean the gospel of Luke where Jesus is preaching and also praying that is, as he is praying, that he's realizing Jesus has to do it. It's with the Shema. I, I love the Lord with all of my heart, my mind, my body, and my soul. Could it be that uh, in times with the Father that Luke sees soul care, mind care, and even body care? Could it be that? It just We know that stress is the leading thing behind heart attacks and cancer. Yeah, I, I know, I know what happens, and you do too, of sales, and, and then we, we, we inherit things in our lives that lead to heart disease, and heart of the arteries, and what we eat, and how active or inactive we are, and yeah, yeah all those things are factors, but you do understand, don't you, that stress is the bottom line to heart disease and even, even cancer, one of the things when you get cancer, you go through. They want to. They want to reduce your stress because of how much it puts to. It. I. I just want to call that out. Could it be that spending time with the Father leads to the wholeness of us, with our mind and our body and even our soul? I, I believe Luke is is putting a focus on that. So, Luke is is bringing that question, and I think that's why he's emphasizing. The, the, the different types of prayer and the times of praying in Jesus' life. So got, got a lot of that, not the question of the mind, body, and the soul. That comes from Jeff Rowe. But G.R. Bliss is the one who got us on to uh, how often he prayed in the Gospel of Luke and when it happened at crucial times. Uh, another guy that I read, his name is J.E. Roskup. And he gives uh, three points for us to consider uh, when it comes to considering Jesus and going off to a solitary place and praying and being with the Father. Uh, The first one says that our busy ministry should not bulldoze prayer out of the way. Did you hear that? Our busy ministry should not bulldoze prayer out of the way because we have a lack of time. We've just seen that uh, the more popular Jesus was becoming, the more often he went off to pray the The second one is that we uh, we do we cultivate a habit of praying, uh, setting aside time the, the other day. Um, Julie's phone, her alarm on her phone went off. And it went off at 11.11. 11. Um, and I, I said, why is your alarm going off at 11.11? And she goes, it's a reminder for me to pray to stop whatever I'm doing and to pray for people who are in health care. And number one, that's my Julie. Uh, number two, uh, she set an alarm for that cause how quickly all of us can forget. Heck, I'm getting close to 60. I'm I'm forgetting about every other thing in my head, you know. I have to put things together literally at the top of the steps to remind me to take them to my truck sometimes. I call Logan on the phone. This happens all the time with Logan and me. I'm talking to Logan on the phone and I'm doing it through Bluetooth. And I get so in, so caught up in my conversation, I drive right past the place I'm supposed to turn. Happens all the time. So you may want to set an alarm. Uh, I actually, I'm, I'm trying to go on my memory here. I think Julie even has another alarm at like 3.30 in the morning uh, to remind her of another time to pray. Um, so Cultivate. What is Ross Cup saying? Cultivate a habit of praying, setting aside times, maybe even setting alarms uh, so easily on your phone to remind you to pray. Let me tell you to go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel set aside times of praying for the Lord three times a day. He, said he, didn't, have, he didn't have an alarm like we do but he set aside prayers to say thanks to the Lord and that he was holding the Lord in high esteem. Uh, Daniel did that. Daniel had set and prescribed times. So the first one is, don't let your busyness uh, push and bulldoze prayer out because you don't have time. Realize the busier you get, the more time you need to spend in prayer. And then cultivate a habit of praying, set aside times to do it. That's the second one. And then the third one is ask the Father to insist on when is the best time to pray. Now you're going to think, well, that sounds a whole lot like number two. Not necessarily. Let me tell you why. If, if, I, if I were the agent for Jesus, I mean, you know how celebrities have agents, Right? If I were the celebrity, if I were the agent for Jesus, I wouldn't remove him from the crowds. What would I do? I would push him in front of the crowds. That's a marketing thing to do. That's a branding thing to do. Here's Jesus. Here he is, come see him. And when we get finished here, here's the next town we're gonna be in. As his agent, I would market him and I would brand him and I would put him in front of the crowds and not take him away. But this was not the father's strategy. How many times have we seen people on fire for the Lord and reach celebrity status even in Christendom? And they fall. They fall because they're not practicing what they were once doing. There's not accountability, they're not practicing. The marketing and the branding is pushing them to the crowds. And busyness is taking away presence. And we we must never let that happen. So cultivating a prayer time, setting aside a time like Julie's alarm or Daniel three times a day, that's one thing. But asking the Father to insist on when is the best time to pray is when you feel Him calling you away. Not an alarm. He sends you that alarm through the Holy Spirit and to be able to spend, to be able to spend time with Him. I think these three things are incredible. Of uh, The busier I am, the more time in prayer. The more popular I get, the more time in prayer that I need to have. The graciousness, the mercy, and the calm that I need in my life and yours, especially during this time. So here's what I I hope you get a lot of the challenges today. Uh, It's been challenging to me. It's been interesting to me, really. But here we are in a series called In His Presence. And what does this series mean? Go get alone with Him. Get alone with the Father, spend time with the Father. Whether it's arranged time, and just please don't forget this, the busier you get, the more often you need to get alone with the Father. And you're gonna say, well, I need to be with Him anyway. You're right, you're exactly right. But sometimes our busyness does become the bulldozer that removes our time with the Father. Cultivate it, set aside, set the alarm like Julie does, like Daniel did, set aside in those times to pray. And then let the Father give you encouragement on when you need to pray. Through his Holy Spirit, he will be able to do that. So when it comes about Jesus uh, or being in his presence, today we're looking at the life of Jesus. And I need to say it to you again for maybe a fourth or fifth time today. If he needed to be alone with the Father, then you and I need to be alone with the Father. And I pray that your time with the Father increase. Grace and peace to you.